Hello, lovely people. Welcome to the Thriving Women Artists podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am Sarah van Dongen. I am Doreen Bellar. I'm Ping He. And we are here to share our creative journey and to support you on yours. Hello, lovely people. Um, welcome to our, our brand new episode of Thriving Women Artists uh, podcast. Um, it's a special uh, episode today because um, we are with the three of us, but not Ping, Sarah and me. But uh, we have a special guest. Um, Woohoo! That yeah. is Dada! Jennifer, Jennifer M. Potter. Potter. Welcome, Jennifer. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for being with us. And um, just uh, to explain, Sarah is uh, doing um, recording for Domestica in um, Spain. So that's why she's not here today. But uh, we are so happy to have Jennifer instead. We will ask you a few questions about your uh, artist career, uh, career as an artist, Jennifer. And um, well, I am curious about uh, your journey and uh well a lot of other things so uh let's get started sounds good your career has started or whatever you want to to tell about um uh your career or uh your art in general yeah uh so i'm gonna not bore everybody with all of the details but sort of sort of come in where i switched from being a corporate artist i was a graphic designer uh art director creative director for for quite a while mm -hmm. um before leaving to become an artist and that was that was an interesting journey I, I suppose because mm -hmm. so I I was I left my job and I was freelancing for a bit in graphic design and uh brand identity and then I got this idea that I wanted to do a web comic <laughs> Webcomic. And somehow okay. I thought I was going to make money doing a webcomic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually made a webcomic and I worked on that for about a year. Mm -hmm. And at around that time, a friend of mine had taken a class through Make Art That Sells. Mm -hmm. And I saw, I saw an ad that was um, do this free week for their kids book course. And I was like, why not? It's a free week. I'll give that a shot. And I think at that point I had been questioning a lot of stuff about myself mm -hmm. and my and and my creativity and my style, who I was as an artist, what I was going to do. So uh, when I took that, I I just having that structure, I suppose I got a lot out of it. So I decided to take the course, and things really moved forward quickly from there. I had mm -hmm. no idea what I was doing in that first course. No, 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 no. I had no idea what I was doing in that first course. Really? But you've been you taking like quite big steps from a, a graphic de designer um, yeah. for a company to mm -hmm. being a freelance graphic designer. That's that's quite a big step to, to begin with. I well, think. As I, what was your experience to that? I did a lot of illustration I, every ah, okay. every chance I could get, I mm -hmm. illustrated stuff, and most mm -hmm. of it was um, vector illustrations that I did in mm -hmm. Adobe Illustrator, uh, and I did a lot of photo editing, uh, and you know I, I drew like many artists. I drew from day one. You know, as mm -hmm. soon as I could hold a pencil, I was drawing mm -hmm. pictures. So it was always in me to do that, and mm -hmm. because you know because I became art director and creative director, I 
ran a team and I got to decide a lot of things. I had a lot of freedom. You know, we did a project where I, uh, a marketing project where I said, okay, everybody on my team is going to make two posters, you know, mm-hmm. two illustrated posters. And we did that. And, um, and I did, I made a lot of things. <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't that much of a leap. Um, I suppose what the leap was, was, uh, I, you know, the, the company I left, I really liked the people. Um, and then when I moved on to another company, I realized that it was this, this community and this fit that mm-hmm. I had that made me stay mm-hmm. at the one place and the new place didn't have that to offer me. So I thought, well, if I'm not getting something that's uh, fulfilling socially out of it, mm-hmm. then I, I'm going to go do my own thing. And but then yeah. you're, you started on your own and yeah alone yeah it was it was bold <laughs> I learned a lot yeah. I, I you know I learned how much I took for granted in terms of um, moving from working with people to working alone mm-hmm. you know it's it's a tough it's a tough journey yeah, it's a struggle isn't it yeah it really is yeah. um, so I think um, a brave thing to do also yeah I, I think um, joining them the make art that sells community also that helped there mm-hmm. because all of a sudden there were people who were going through the things that I was going through. I made a lot of friends that are really good friends now, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I think and the three of us, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, and then uh, from there, what happened? Yeah. From there, I joined the contest, the global talent search that Lilla ran <laughs> And um, I guess, I don't know if your audience knows who Lilla is and make art that sells, but Lilla is an agent. And for a while, she ran a contest to find the artist that she was going to represent. And Mm -hmm. I entered the contest because a friend of mine had joined Mm -hmm. and made the top 50 and had gotten work through that. Mm -hmm. I thought you know, I, I bet I could make the top 50. That was, that was, That's so good. <laughs> that was my feeling. It's like, yeah. I, I think I can make the top 50 and then maybe I will get some promotion out of it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That was as far as I ever thought I would get. And then I made the top 50. And then the, and then the second, the second assignment was a graphic novel page. And I had just spent ah, a great. year doing a web yeah. comic, you know, a graphic novel style web comic. So I was like, wait, this is made for me. I, mm-hmm. I have to get through this round. Uh, and, and I did. And then the, right. and then there was the last one and then, um, and Lilla was kind and took us all. Um, like, I think it was, there was six of us at that point yeah. mm-hmm. and she took all of us on, which was a big move, but it was great. And then I, yeah, wow. I was an agent and <laughs> artist and then I yeah. had, you know, jobs. Uh. And, and I like your confident attitude to 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 feel okay. I can make it to the first fifty and and just go for it, and then just doing it. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I don't know. I I like to analyze everything as mm-hmm. much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do a lot of research. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I calculate whether it's right or not. I'm like, what are my chances of actually doing this? <laughs> a lot of educated guesses. So yeah, I felt confident I could make the yeah. top 50 based on my previous experience with uh-huh. the class. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. your portfolio pieces, like everybody still gets that. You already finished it. I really, I remember in the Facebook. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> But I spent like every waking minute on those. <laughs> but but I think that the confidence you build, you know, you just like you set a goal. I want to be top 50 and I want to be yeah. top 10. I want to be top three or top six. But, uh-huh. you know, yeah. you set a goal, you go for it. It's really admiring. I'm really I do like to hack things. I'm like, what can I do to give myself an edge in every mm-hmm. situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to I like to be Even prepared if you, to a fault, you like, I will say. Okay, okay. And is it a way to over prepare? Sorry, go on. Is it a way to to um, uh, feel you you like you're in your comfort zone by by all the preparation and absolutely. In Um, fact, you're not because you you're taking big steps and mm -hmm. of course you're you're preparing really well. But um, in fact, it's completely no not not completely new, but uh, there are so many um, uh, uh, artists who don't have the confidence and who keep acting in their comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Ping, you're going to say something. But the thing is, you know, Jennifer, before I heard Jennifer say, she took all the jobs she can put hands on. Because mm-hmm. that's the practice of her. maybe she's talking about herself, but all the different jobs make her build up, build up her skills and build up yeah. her conf- confident level. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, the only way to get out of your comfort zone is to make what's outside more comfortable. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I said yeah. that well. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the only way to make something comfortable is to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to I work agree. through the yeah. discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you you really hit on something that I've been working on a lot this past year, recognizing how much I do that the, the only purpose is to try to make myself more comfortable or mm-hmm. to mitigate risk. Like some things are going to be scary. They're going to be scary no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I become as prepared as possible, maybe I can make it less scary. But what happens a lot of the time is that I will spend so much time researching the thing, trying to make it as perfect as possible that I'll never start. A lot of people do this. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a big reason that we procrastinate. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think Ping has been an extremely good influence on me in that way that, you know, where I'm trying to get everything to 100%, like it has to be absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. I think you said something like, um, you know, 70%, I get to 70% and then I go. And it's so smart. It's so smart. Mm-hmm. So the rest is diminishing returns you know you're just gonna spin your wheels trying to especially with art you're spinning your wheels trying to make everything perfect and there's no such thing as perfect right True, yeah. who are you trying to please with that extra 30 percent it's it's not me <laughs> <laughs> but i think the things make i always think that things make the same thing all the time Sometimes I will, I, once a year, I will make something big and I'm scared myself out of it. And then I think I improved, I grow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's what they call the, the growing edge, right? Um, I think uh, it's in this word is invented by David Bowie, or maybe he borrowed it from somebody else. But um, 
it always stuck stuck with me. It's that part of um, going out of your comfort zone and uh, facing new things and things you feel mm-hmm. not comfortable with, and that's where your growth is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's exactly what you're doing, right? And yeah. It, including the, the preparation but <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah pushing the boundaries of yeah sure not pushing yeah. the boundaries of like in terms of you know creating something mm-hmm. novel but pushing the boundaries of your safe zone yeah. Yeah. like this podcast also we invite right. you and you said yes and it's also like everything's new it's different or new places new platform meeting new people and you come to Amsterdam <laughs> we had a dinner mm-hmm. here so it's yeah. like it's yeah, we have the best one. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's it's all something. If you stay comfortable, you stay at home and do the same same thing, and meeting same people and do the same same thing all over the year again, and then suddenly feel like you're outdated and your network maybe good friends keeps that, but order for the network network for jobs and new assign new projects and yeah i just feel like i have a lot of opportunities because i get out of comfort zone and yeah. jennifer yeah. and you know i say come over to my house right. and meet new people you invite like three other friends coming to my house suddenly yeah. House <laughs> 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 yeah 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 i don't i don't go alone i guess <laughs> and for people who don't know jennifer porter if you don't know yet check out her you also run a very successful um, yearly, and I joined this year, so Photo yes, Week. Yes, you did, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Photo Week, yeah. Yeah, yeah Photo Week. I, mm. I remember our directors, like, every year I check on who's on the Folk Tale Week, and I see some artists there. Maybe I will give them some some book book job, book projects. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I mean, I've cool. heard that. I've heard that from artists that they've gotten noticed through Folk Tale Week. Honestly, there have been some times that I've been too busy to join myself, but I've done it anyway <laughs> because I know I know that some people are looking, um, and and it has worked for me. Uh, I have gotten, uh, you know, I had a not this year, but the year before, I had a publisher from Penguin reach out to me mm-hmm. about um, the piece that I had done, and yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's cool to it's cool. To, sorry, I'm fidgeting. <laughs> it's cool to. Um, go where you know people are looking I guess yeah they should thank you here Jennifer I know. It's, cool. it's cool that I had a hand in making it um yeah there was a lot of us and uh, now I would like to ask you uh, about and so you're concentrating now on the book um or you also doing other editorial page what what's your next direction mm-hmm. well yeah that's a good good question uh a next direction because I do feel a little bit like I'm pivoting although I'm pivoting back to what I did before <laughs> um I really so I guess since I became an illustrator and way before I've, I've thought of myself as a storyteller, I, I have these, these worlds in my head that I want to get out and I haven't been that good at getting them out because I'm such a visual person. And so whenever I write, <laughs> whenever I write actual words, it feels like there's something missing. So that's why I started my webcomic. Mm-hmm. And now, so I, I got an agent, I got a illustration job. So I was illustrating other people's work, but at the same time, I always wanted to write and illustrate my own projects mm-hmm. and through I, a number of 
things, inertia being one of them, getting different jobs, some that were very time consuming. It just, it never came to fruition. But uh, very recently, uh, I guess last year, I was speaking with an art director who was asking me what I was up to. And I felt like, I felt like I wasn't up to anything because I had just sort of been on this, this grind of you know, doing, um, you know, books and cards and, as you mentioned, editorial. And, you know, I decided, well, I need to talk about something. I'm not going to say, oh, I haven't been doing anything. So I started telling her uh, and, uh, about a book idea that had been churning in the back of my head, percolating, I guess is the word. And she, she said she loved it, whether she did or not, you know, we'll see. but she said she loved the idea and that was enough. And I was like, you know, I really need to, I really need to get off this, this hamster wheel and just work on yeah. the stuff that I, that is important to me. So that's good, what I've been doing. Yeah. And it's a good thing to speak out loud, right? And then um, you somehow have to do something with it instead yeah. of keeping it in your own head and um, yeah, absolutely. Like had had yeah. I not had that conversation, who knows? Maybe I would have, maybe yeah. another year would have gone by and we would have completely switched gears again. And who knows, maybe nothing will come of it, but not, you know, at least I'm trying. A, yeah, sure. <laughs> Je- yeah. It's, it's Jennifer, now not, yeah, not only two of us, three of us here and the audience, I don't know how many downloads every month we have now. <laughs> we grow so much. So everybody knows that you have a book coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I have a dummy book that I'm working on now. <laughs> oh, that's, I am, that's great. I'm Fantastic. excited about it. And I, I hope that, I hope that, uh, publishers are excited about it too <laughs> when oh, jennifer yeah. set her mind on it it will work i'm sure about it yeah you will find a publisher yeah i think i will yeah i think it checks some boxes it checks it checks boxes for me and hopefully it will check boxes for everybody for mm-hmm. somebody else but you know it's some of it is about timing i just i want i would like to work with an editor who is as excited about the project as i am and you know if they have changes i'm there for it <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a rookie, so I, I would love to work with somebody who's a bit more experienced in yeah, storytelling and publishing. That's good to have somebody who's really experienced to, to improve your own mm-hmm. idea and book, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's how, how I always uh, think about revisions, which is a huge part of doing mm-hmm. kids' books. You always... You know, it's it's a it's a multi-step process. You mm-hmm. turn in your roughs, or maybe your thumbnails, depending on the mm-hmm. you know what you've agreed to. You turn in your roughs, then you get revisions. You have to change it, and then you turn in another thing. Maybe you get more revisions, and you have to change that. Then you get final art, and then you get stuff back, and you have to change that. And it's always just a little bit heartbreaking every time you have to mm-hmm. make these changes, yeah. because it's hard not to internalize these. Um, this these changes as like criticism, like mm-hmm. about your choices as an artist. But you know, I have to remind myself that these people are trying to make this thing sell well, and that's mm-hmm. good for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm there for it. Usually, I'll, I'll, I'll just have to step back for a second and tell myself that, and then, then I do the changes. Yeah, oh, that's a great way to approach it. Yeah, you still remember? How, your, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, go first. Yeah, I'd like to ask you uh, how about the graphic design because you—that's your background. Um, mm-hmm. And when you make your own book, uh, writing and illustrating, um, do you want to get involved with the graphic design, or how how do you approach that part mm-hmm. of the book? 
I don't know. I have no desire to take somebody's job from them, if that makes sense. Like there will be a book designer mm-hmm. who is experienced in publishing and, you know, they're going to have ideas about stuff. And mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. I, I actually, okay. I rarely, I don't know if I've ever had a problem with any book design that anybody has thrown back at me. Um, I think because of my career, <laughs> I'm actually a bit more forgiving with graphic design. Okay. I, okay. I don't sweat the small stuff. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I don't care about typography. I do care about typography, but I also know that you can get the message across with many, many different fonts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, true. Yeah. so uh, you know, unless somebody makes a choice that is just absolutely terrible, <laughs> probably going to be fine with it. And I haven't seen that happen. <laughs> okay, that's good. So, I mean, I think I think what what it really brings to the table is that I know how to lay, lay out a book. I know about margins and bleeds. Exactly. I know how to that's, make that's, sure my art isn't stuck in the gutter. Exactly. Yeah. And that's really helpful, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I put, I put everything in InDesign myself. Yeah, yeah. I did the same. Text. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. helpful. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. You both yeah, have similar mistakes. background, then. Oh yeah. So, yeah, so well, how about you? Are you? <laughs> I should turn the question around. Maybe you feel differently. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I feel no, same, I hate actually. that typeface. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no. Yeah, well, I, of course, I have a personal opinion about it sometimes, but um, I, I do trust the graphic designer. And sometimes you have a publisher who uh, has um, a specific um, uh, view on uh, how they want to to design their books. So um, uh, it's not up to me to to uh, to have my opinion about it uh, that that much. So I I like to focus on the illustration. And, yeah. um, I've actually had a book designer like I think really take a book to the next level. Ah, my, my first book, I, I think I was so shy um, and so self conscious. Like, who am I to do this? You know, uh, ah, you know, mm-hmm. and then I saw the book and I thought the design was just, I, I thought it made it. I was like, oh my uh, gosh, they saved me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And yeah. when you talk about the first book, and I would like to ask you a lot of our <clears throat> listeners, and they are really want, looking forward to develop skills in book publishing, especially children's book. And how did you get your first book? Um, you know, it's like via Lila or how do you? Yeah, I had been, I think I'm a little bit of an anomaly. I had been signed for maybe a month. Like I, I, maybe I just signed the contract. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but yeah, they contacted me. I think, I think we all got signed in like July or August. And I know that in September we were going to go to Lilla's uh, retreat, her artist retreat. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was, that was, yeah, it was was like a month or two. And I was there actually um, when I got the call. So Mm -hmm. Exciting, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, my first book!" And they were like, "Edits for a good rate," and I was like, "Even better!" <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, nice. and I met you afterwards. I think in Bologna, year later. Yeah, so I that was I, amazing too. I was thinking I we didn't connect because the Wi-Fi was so bad, and then I thought maybe I met you the next year. Or did I just, we didn't connect and I met you towards the end. 
can't remember. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah. But, and when you get a book and um, because a lot of people, they build a portfolio. And is that important? Um, like, you know, they always ask the pieces, the style, whatever. And, and what is most important for you to get a book deal? Because the agent, because what, if they don't have agent yet, for example, what um, you do important? not need an agent to get a book deal, but it helps. Um, a lot of publishers don't want to take submissions from the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because they don't have the time. It's mm-hmm. nothing personal. It's just they're busy. They're busy mm-hmm. people. And there are a lot of people mm-hmm. who want to get a book deal. Yeah. So if they just opened it up, a lot of times what happens is, you know, if, they, if, if a publisher has open submissions, they will have people on staff whose job is to read yeah. those submissions. Yeah. And that costs money. So it may not be worth it for a publisher to do that, uh, especially if they can go to an agent and only see the agent and the agent is going to vet everything. They're going to say, well, we have, we have time tested authors and illustrators here. Here's what they have, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to anticipate a certain level of uh, professionalism. Mm-hmm. So it's just easier, uh, but it is doable. And a lot of, a lot of authors or excuse me a lot of publishers and art directors do look for people um through twitter you know and instagram Mm -hmm. uh and there are opportunities there are pitch days on twitter where people can say here's my idea and and books do sell that way Mm -hmm. so it's all possible yeah and i remember the days we saw blownier people running with their portfolio for all different publishers (laughs) i may have been one of them i'm not sure (laughs) me too no that's great so there's there's absolutely nothing like getting feedback from people in the business because Mm -hmm. your friends and your your social media pals may see the artwork that you create and they will probably say, Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I would buy your book. You should definitely get published. But then, you know, uh, an actual art director is gonna see your work and say, Well, there's actually nothing in here mm-hmm. that that speaks to the books that I put out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what, what's yeah. your biggest learning from a portfolio review you got you got in the beginning of your career? You know, um, that's a tough question. I think it's, it feels pretty individual, Mm -hmm. but if you get a good review, not meaning that uh, they love everything you do, but if you get an insightful review, Mm -hmm. they're going to break through stuff that you can't see yourself because, you know, I I can't look at my own artwork without judging it. (laughs) Mm. <laughs> and I don't mean to be like most of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to be very harsh, but I, uh, but I am like every piece of artwork is trying to solve a problem for me. And I'm like, did this solve this problem effectively? Where where are the places that are a little bit weak? You know, did I did I get the expression right? Is the light believable? That kind of thing. And because I'm thinking of all of that stuff within the context of one picture, I can't necessarily see it at face value. And a publisher, an art director seeing it for the very first time mm-hmm. might say, yeah, I like the tiger, but I want to see the line work from this, um, you know, building piece that you did. And I want to see that on the tiger, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. One of the best, one of the best reviews I got in, uh, in Bologna was from an agency called Plum Pudding. Mm-hmm. 
And the woman, I believe her name was Chloe, sat down with me and she went through every page and she said, I want to see more of this. I want to see more of this. I want to see more of this. I want to see this on this piece. And I came out of that interview going, I know exactly what to do to completely overhaul my portfolio. And I went home and I did that. Oh, wow. And it was amazing. You know, it's yeah. great. Like you can't, you, I mean, that, that kind of information, that kind of feedback is priceless. Yeah. But of course it's one person's opinion. So sure, you're yeah, like, going to get a bunch of different opinions of people. Yeah. On the, yeah. And that's as, good. The good thing about it to have yeah. these different opinions, I think, mm-hmm. and to, to um, feel what resonates most with you and uh, yeah. You want yeah. to go on with yeah and that's expensive and there are absolute ways to get uh your your work in front of people that is more affordable mm-hmm. especially like you know if you join scbwi they mm-hmm. a lot of the regions will have like agent days you get an opportunity to have somebody look at your portfolio it's super important mm-hmm. yeah that's right and and uh for all this experience um maybe uh Doreen already touch upon it that uh, your learning curve and what is your biggest learning curve? Um, like, you know, there's certain career development, but when is the time you think you learn so much in that period? Hmm. Uh, I guess it depends on, uh, <laughs> it depends um, <laughs> on what kind of learning we're talking about. And, and I know this is very broad, mm-hmm. but, you know, in the very beginning, I was learning a lot about the industry and that was huge. You know, I didn't know about um, Bologna. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you the first thing about how to pitch to a company mm-hmm. um, or to a publisher. I didn't really know much about agents. I didn't know anything. So there was a big learning curve of just understanding the, uh, the industry. And that's mm-hmm. important. And I think other than, after that, the biggest learning curve, oh, and I guess understanding how to, how to actually lay out a book um, or do the thing that you want to do if it's cards or editorial and stuff. And most art directors, if you get the job, they'll, they're going to walk you through certain things like your, mm-hmm. here are the dimensions, you know, and maybe if there's any kind of specialized printing, it's going to be like this. But um, after that, the, the biggest learning curve, I suppose, is just the opportunities to hone your own style, define who you are as mm-hmm. an artist, and that never goes away. So it's constant learning. Mm-hmm, it is, yeah. Yeah, constant figuring out who you are. But I think maybe the most important one is learning to not look at everybody around you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> There's Good so one. many people doing amazing things all around you. Yeah. And, you know, it can be defeating. Um, uh-huh. It can also cloud who you are, you uh-huh. know. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know... I have seen a lot of artists that wear their influences on their sleeve. You know, mm-hmm. they'll put out a piece and they'll get a, a really good response from it, you know, on, on Instagram. And it's beautiful because it looks like somebody else's work. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and, and that's not going to get you anywhere. It's going to get you likes. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it will get you a job, maybe. But where's it going to go after that? It's, yeah. it's a little weird. Um, and people talk, people know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We, we all know. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. The At the same time, yeah. do, do you feel, are there any artists uh, you feel inspired by? Cause it's, it's a good thing to, to feel inspired by the work of other people, yes. I think. And it's, it's a thin yeah. line. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you don't want to copy it, of course, uh, like you say. 
Um, I'm, I'm going to throw out the names of my friends here because I am mm-hmm. more inspired by them than anybody. This is uh, Devin Holdsworth, uh, mm-hmm. Isabel Fola, Tanya Stefani, Sophia Moore, Andrea Stegmeier, um, Julia Christ- Julia Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this, and I'm forgetting a bunch, I know. <laughs> but uh, they are... I am inspired by them and uh, and you two both as well um, because I it's I'm inspired by the work that you're doing the way that you handle your problems that's not necessarily the work itself mm-hmm. although it's beautiful mm-hmm. I just think I get so much more out of these relationships than anything and I know that probably wasn't really the question but I. Yeah, but I like your answer because it's it's a, an important thing. Yeah, it, yeah. It, because as I mentioned before, if your artwork is problem solving, you get to see these people that you admire and you see how they're solving the problem and it inspires you. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I got better at characters because I saw the work that Isabel Foloth was yeah. doing. And she's, I'm probably saying her name wrong. <laughs> so I'm like, is, is there a TH in Swiss? Um, <laughs> uh, or at least not the way that we say it. Americans are weird THs. Um, but yeah, her, her characters are so amazing. So I'm yeah. like, mm, yeah. I got to get better at characters. I'm looking at um, Devin and Tanya's work and it's so free and, and so unique. And I'm like, I, I need to be looser with my work. <laughs> Yeah. And then of course I'm comparing, but I, I feel like I'm comparing in a healthier way because, yeah, yeah. because I get so much out of these relationships. It's uh-huh. not one-sided. It's not me looking at uh, somebody's work that I really admire and just being like, why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. Or I should mm-hmm. just do that. There, there's no give and take there. So mm-hmm. to me, that that's not the best way. Although I did bring out some books just so I could remember some of my childhood influences. Ah, that's interesting. You know, yes. I've got um, Miroslav Sazek. We all oh, love yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, one of my biggest ones, uh, Edward Gorey. Um, and I don't think yeah. that my work looks like this, but just, you know, being a kid and seeing, mm-hmm. seeing that stuff and living in those worlds. Um, another one is uh, Barbara, is Barbara Westman or Westwood. Now I got, I think it's Barbara Westman and I should mm-hmm. find out for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, she did a book called A Beacon Hill Christmas. And that's it. And it's not a well-known book. And Beacon Hill is in Boston and my family is from New England. So my grandmother gave me this book and she didn't, it was an author illustrator situation and her world's are so crazy. It's it's kind of nonfiction because it's just about it's a story that takes place in these different um, areas all around all around Boston. Like they go to a department store for a crazy sale, and you just like the scene is amazing. It's just like people like fighting over sale items. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they go to FAO Schwartz and look at all the toys, and it's just it's a cacophony of like <laughs> different elements. It's so cool. And there's so much humor. And I think I, I, I really was inspired by her as well. Like just mm-hmm. wanting to put a lot of things in different, you know, a lot of things into the scene. I love scene building, I suppose, because of that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Maybe, Jennifer, I, can, I think our, re- our listener would really love to, um, to, to uh, look it up, the people who inspired you. If it's possible, can we can put in the notes later. Yeah. The, Absolutely. If you can send sure. us the yeah. Yeah, show notes. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. 
Do we have a working routine, by the way? Because you, you, you're so busy. <laughs> exactly the same question I wanted to ask. Such a coincidence. Well, that's why we are friends. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I switch it around a lot trying to find out what works, um, but I haven't really figured it out. Um, my mornings are not my own. My mornings are for my dog. <laughs> I get mm -hmm. up and you take her on a walk and she gets fed and you know the, it seems like not that much but it does take an hour hour and a half out of my morning and then it feels like well I don't have that much time to get stuff done before I make lunch so uh usually I'll end up really starting my artwork day like I'll do admin stuff in the morning mm -hmm. and I'll start my artwork after lunch And depending on what I'm working on, that may go till the end of the evening. You know, I might, might work to 10, 11, sometimes midnight, although I really try not to do that. That's when I have a really busy project, though. If, mm -hmm. I, if I don't, then I'll, you know, usually stop around dinner time. Okay. But I would like it to be a bit more balanced. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, and in between, while working, do you have any other routines to, to have a break or... Um... Uh, do you have a special cup for your for the the water for your your uh, brushes or whatever no. routines you 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 have? Um, I mostly do everything on the iPad. Uh, I oh, do yeah. Yeah. I do traditional art. Mm -hmm. I experiment with it, but it. I think I think I what I like about traditional art is that it will inform my digital process because mm -hmm. I'll like it, but there's I'm just not as fast or I can't achieve what I want to achieve quite as skillfully with the traditional art. So I'm always mm -hmm. trying to figure out a way to blend the two. And, and sometimes it's making traditional art and then scanning it back in to digital art. But sometimes it's just using the exact same process and trying to use the same brushes and see if I can get that effect. Mm -hmm. And that didn't really answer your question. Um, but <laughs> that's all like, fine. Friends I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, You just go and, and I think I just get, I just do it. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, that's, I, I love that. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And 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 how many hours a week do you week? Do you work? That <laughs> um, <nah>, depends <laughs> on the project. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I I generally work. Let's see. I suppose normal is about thirty to forty hours solid work mm -hmm. but if I have a big big project then it can be more mm -hmm. and you know sometimes if, especially if I've just come off of a big project it'll be less because I'm like you know what I need to take sure take yeah, a break yeah, yeah I'm gonna play video games <laughs> yeah <laughs> indeed yeah and maybe last question maybe <laughs> more what what is your dream job mm, well author illustrator <laughs> oh yes <laughs> Yeah, I just so I you know I I would love to I don't know what it is I want to do with that I don't really I need to, I need to find my words excuse me while I stumble for a minute why is it important for me to illustrate my own work I don't know that it is but I just have things in my head that I want to share with the world I guess mm -hmm, I guess that's mm -hmm. it yeah Across. yeah yeah adoring as well She yeah also yeah has yeah in your mind. Yes, good. Yeah, a few. You know. Yeah. Thank you for you guys. But it's great, great mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that feeling, right? To you have to tell your own story because you feel like um, it's well, it uh, could be 
somebody else's story too, or mm-hmm. somebody else can find their things that resonate with them. I think that uh, for, for me, the, possibly for you too, the way we tell stories is a bit unique. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all, we all humans, we, we think in pictures a mm-hmm. lot I and mean, we all think in words too, but um, I think as artists, we'll think in pictures a lot. And, and it's like, I know how to tell this. Like there's a scene in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can draw that. And I want, I want to share that with people. Um, and it's a, it's a way of storytelling that when you're illustrating somebody else's book, you know, you're still storytelling and you're still thinking of scenes, but it's mm-hmm. not something that, that it's more, again, it's back to the problem solving. It's you're figuring out what to do with somebody else's text, not necessarily like this thing that just came up from your own heart and mind that you're like, yeah, let's, let's explore that more. I did this piece in my dummy book, um, just a page. And I had the sequence that was wordless. Um, the, the gist of the story, I don't want to tell too much, but the gist of the story is the girl finds monsters are real and it's nighttime. She's getting, she's going to bed, she's completely dazed. And I have this sequence of six panels where the girl is falling asleep or she, or she can't sleep and she finally gets a little tired. And then something like she hears a sound and she's mm-hmm. wide awake again. And then, and then something jumps out at her and she's afraid and she sees, oh, it's, it's just, it's just this little dog, her grandmother's dog. <laughs> and then she picks the dog up and hugs it. And then you see her sleeping with the dog, like holding the dog. And, it, and it's a really sweet little moment that I think can, it's told so simply through pictures. Yeah. But like you, just even my words trying to convey that is not, it's not the same. Right. So like, I want to, I want to share that. I want to share these moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer, we yeah. definitely, definitely will invite you back in fall. Yeah, I yeah. would love to come back. Absolutely. Yes, we'll be, we'll this be is a delight. Yeah. You two are delightful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you, you have was... so much experience and, and you are so generous to share your your ideas and just like yeah. ran check together. And I'm a talker. Um, no, no, not at all. Not at all. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank so, you. I love listening to your uh, stories mm-hmm. and to read yeah. them in the future and I love listening to the podcast thank you so much for for sharing it it you know I, I think I told Ping this but you know I completely binged it when I first discovered it and it was just like listening to friends talk about illustration which is always oh, yeah. always nice yeah you know because we work in isolation so much and True. Yeah. our families don't necessarily know the ins and outs of what we do and we don't have co-workers to chat with mm-hmm. so it's it's like that you know people yeah. that that get you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> thank you jennifer yeah thank you, thank you so much thank, um, thank you for listening to our listeners uh and well we hope to see you or hear you back in uh, well, a few months maybe yeah sure and, um hopefully i'll have wonderful things to share <laughs> yeah well, always we are expecting you to <laughs> No pressure. No, no, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) But just curious to to hear where you are at that time. By the way, the friends you mentioned, Devon and uh, Tanya and more friends, we will will invite them on the show as well, hopefully. Yeah, they'll have great things to say. Some of them are a hoot. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jennifer. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you like our podcast, maybe you can send us a review. (laughs) 
yeah well if you uh, have any questions please let us know by um, instagram thank you for listening again goodbye for now bye bye thank you for listening to today's episode please check out our show notes or our website thrivingwomenartists.com if you like our podcast please leave a review see you next week Thank you.